Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Good morning. How are you all doing? Good. How are you? Great, 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 great. Happy Saturday. Thank you guys for joining joining us on our BE season finale. We're going to have a girl talk over all of the trending and hot topics from the season. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we have Ashley Corp and Kayla White as our special guests on our Girl Talk panel. And we're so happy to have you guys here with us today. And Maya's going to kick us off with what's trending because you know there's always interesting things going on in the world. So let's talk about it. Welcome, ladies. Thank y'all so much for joining us for our season four finale. All right. So before we dive into the topics at hand, we got to talk about what's trending. So First up, I got to talk about our boy Cam Newton because he's gotten some interesting responses. Uh, I, yeah, I have an interesting opinion about it. But Cam Newton, for those of y'all that may or may not know, he's a football player, NFL, former MVP, actually, um, with the Carolina Panthers. He's actually from the state of Georgia, or at least went to high school in Georgia. And he, you know, recently did an interview that kind of has him under fire talking about the role of women in the household and in relationships. So he, I'll just give you some direct quotes and, and we'll weigh in, okay? So he said basically he had a perfect example of what a man was in his life as a father. His parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's a beautiful thing. He grew up actually in a three-parent household because his grandmother was there as well. And so he says he knew what a woman was, and then he also knew what a bad B was. We know what we know what the B stands for. But anyways, you know, that's a big thing these days. Everybody wants to be a bad B. So he's like, a bad B is a person who is just, you know, uh, doing this, doing that. They look the part, but they don't act the part. He says, there are a lot of women who say they're a bad B, and in a way not to degrade a woman, um, but just to go off the aesthetic of what they deem to be a boss chick. You know, everybody wants to be a boss, right? Uh, but he says a woman for him is someone who's handling their own and not knowing, uh, but they don't necessarily know how to cater to a man's needs. He says he thinks a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of I'm a boss or, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, he's like, but can you cook? You know, can you, do you know when to speak and when to be quiet? Can you allow your man to leave? Now I will say this. I think the line about when to speak and when to be quiet, I get, but that probably had a lot of people turn up. Like, what are you talking about? He trying to put women in their place. So all that to say, let me ask you all, do you think Cam was out of line for his comments? What are your thoughts? I, I don't, I, it's hard. I think it's maybe the way he said it a little bit, like you said, that might have gotten people looking to the side. But I think for me as a believer, as a Christian, it's it's, you know, having a man lead, having the man being the head of the house, having that 
stewardship and that leadership is really important and that relationship of respect between you both of submitting to each other in a respectful way i think the whole mm -hmm. movement of i'm a boss b i can do it on my own i'm independent i don't need no man like that whole attitude is really not not it to be honest like we can be <laughs> strong independent i i believe that i mean we're strong independent women we can do things but at the same time we do need that that partnership and so I think that's kind of what he was trying to say in a way at the end, because when he said, you know, let a man lead, that kind of encapsulate, I think what he was really trying to say, he could have said it better, like, no, what she needs to be quiet. But again, what's a gentle, meek, humble spirit? Like, that's beautiful. The, the you know, the loud, like obnoxious, like that's not cute either. So I think maybe that's what he was trying to say in a way, but it maybe didn't come out the best. So. Yeah, but I think we do. As women, we do need men and they need us. We need each other. It's a partnership. It's a beautiful thing when it's when it's in Christ. So yes. yeah. <laughs> I agree. I I think I understand what he was trying to say. And I just think it was like a poor choice of words. And yeah. I know he's gotten into some hot water before for like his word choice. So words are really, really important, especially when you're on a platform. Like, I don't know who his <laughs> uh, his people are, but, you know, I think they just need to sit down and kind of have a conversation. Facts. Publicists. Facts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With PR think? people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you say, I do agree. I think I understand who was trying to say, but I don't think he said it well at all. Um, I think like, oh no, I do have like mixed opinions about it because I feel like I understand what he was trying to say, but that's not what he said or like how he said it. Um, I think it, it just kind of sucks when people like kind of put their foot in their mouth a little bit and it's just like, mm, didn't love that. Um, I do think, like, specifically him naming cooking, like, I personally think cooking is, like, a life skill, not, like, a woman's job. So I'm like, sir, I hope you know something. <laughs> like, you're a grown man. Um, you should be able to survive. You <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really do think, like, um, I think Ashley kind of hit on it a little bit. Like, you're, su you're supposed to submit to each other, like, as husband and wife. Um, and so it's not just, like, he didn't really touch on that side of it. Like, what a man's role is in that and so just like when you just speak about oh the woman's supposed to do this this and this it very much sounds like degrading i agree yeah, yeah. yeah. very true very true thank you too for pointing it out like cooking should be a life skill for everyone you know um and i i, I definitely i i agree with or i, I won't say i I, I, will, I won't say i agree with i understand what he was trying to say and you know i do believe that in the this age of us becoming strong independent women really it's been kind of like the decade of the woman i feel like i've been saying the year of the woman for the last five years but <laughs> the decade of the woman pretty much where it's like hey you know acknowledge us recognize us for who we are and what we contribute i think that's a beautiful thing at the same time you know I do believe that there are dynamics within a male-female relationship where, like you were saying, um, Ashley, we need each other. And the bottom line, if you're so strong and you're so independent to the point where it doesn't seem like you need a man, then guess what? You probably won't have a man. So, yeah. you know, 
it's that's yeah. that's the truth of it. That's the reality of it. There are dynamics that should be within a relationship where we cater to each other. You know, I know "Cater to You" by Destiny's Child was recently under fire. I love that song. Those lyrics. Me too. Me I'll too. Like, Let me cater to you. <laughs> yes. Like I'm sleepy, but you know what I'm saying. Like all that stuff is real. Where it's like, yeah. okay. You know, we do want to cater to our men and our men should cater to us. It should be an equal yes. thing. So all that to say, I get it, Cam, but to your point, Toya, you need some people around you to be like, hey, let me help you yes. rephrase that. Okay. All right. All right, <laughs> y'all. On to the next. So uh, we, we talked last week, we talked about the slap part around the world. So this week, we're going to talk about the baby bump scene around the world. <laughs> Prego Rihanna, when I tell you, she is doing the thing, like doing the thing with the baby bump. Like every picture I see from her in Target to her now on the cover of Vogue, she looks fabulous, like fabulous to the point where people are like, are you supposed to be that sexy when you're pregnant? So really, I want to ask you, because I don't know if you had a chance to see some of the pictures in um, this month's cover of Vogue featuring her, but she's got some some racy nude photos in there. She's in a bathtub with a baby bump and, you know, on the cover, she's in all lace head to toe, you know, doing her thing. But some people are like, I don't know if you should be sexy while you're pregnant. So what are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I think it's great, actually. Like, as a woman that has been pregnant four times. <laughs> now, I do have some pictures, too, of, like, my belly, like, you know, without clothes on it and stuff like All that. Right. Now, I would not, personally, I would not post it to, like, social media. Like, you guys will probably never see it unless you come to my house. <laughs> but I do. I think it's artistic. So, you know, I like to paint and stuff. So I, I look at it at the artistic piece. Like, I think it's beautiful. I think it's something to be celebrated. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Thing. I think, yeah, and I agree. I think the only thing I would say, like, maybe making it the cover photo, because you do have some weirdos out there, uh, to be honest, and people can be <laughs> weird. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it could be on the inside of the Vogue magazine, like maybe not on the cover, because you got some, you know, kids coming through the aisle at the grocery store. Like maybe they don't understand. <laughs> it's beautiful, but I'm like, maybe it doesn't need to be on the cover, maybe inside so people can enjoy it. I don't know. That's my only thing, but I think she looks amazing. I think she should. I think as women, um, you know, being not pregnant and just nude on a cover is, is different. But as a pregnant woman, like, it's just so beautiful of what God can do in our bodies. Um, so, yeah, I think she definitely should. We should have it out there and it's encouraging. But, yeah, maybe the cover. Sometimes I just wonder, though, for like some of the little folks, like maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's just I don't more more so the top part, you know. It's like Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's just me. Belly, of course. But. I don't know. That's just my. No, point. I don't. I don't have those type of pictures. But yeah, <laughs> yeah right. You're out here. Thing out. I'm a little bit more conservative, but you can say I get those for Ryan. Take them. What? What yeah, yeah, Ryan can take them. I said save those pictures for Ryan. He'll take them. I'm sure. He's like, look, yeah, all exactly. the pictures, all the them. All of them. I love it. <laughs> Kayla, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I definitely think it's um, artistic. I, I think um, 
I saw some of the photos and I thought they were beautiful. Um, it's also, I feel like the more we go forward in the future, like the more stuff like that is going to be more normalized of like uh, documenting everything with photos. Um, and just like the human body has always been like an artistic, like not centerpiece. I don't know the, the word I'm thinking of, but like it's always been like an inspiration for art. And so I think it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. More power to her. That's all I can say, because she is doing her thing, like, for real. Mm -hmm. So, Rihanna, keep doing you. We're praying for a healthy delivery, healthy boy or girl. I don't know if she's revealed what she's having yet. So, we'll see. Yeah. And, yeah and shout first, out to Rihanna. And first, babies, your skin is still, like, really tight. Um, so I think it, it looked, it still looks really good. I'll say that for my first pregnancy, but after that, like by the time you get to the fourth one, it's just like, <laughs> like your belly just yeah. like expands so quickly. And I don't know if I would do all that on the fourth one, but <laughs> the first one was great. Any, um, any like sexy prego pictures with Mason? When you're no, pregnant? no. Oh. <laughs> did you do any before, any after Ryla? You know what I mean? For I, any other I, I did with Ryla. I did with Ryla. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like the skin is just still kind of tight. But like after mm -hmm. you have that first one, when you get pregnant again, it, it just doesn't look quite the same. Got it. So Ryla, <laughs> you're and beautiful, and Toya. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're a beautiful girl. <laughs> Thank you. It. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, y'all, on to the next trending topic, uh, Lizzo. We've talked about Lizzo before, and, you know, she, she got some clap back in the past, and she's back. You know, she's actually back with a couple of new things. She actually just released a new shapewear brand called Yitty, and she actually has a new reality show called Watch Out for the Big Girls, which premiered this month, and she dropped some new music. So she recently did an article on basically regaining her God-given confidence, and she basically said, like, we all are born with confidence, you know, um, but as we grow older, as we grow into adulthood, for whatever reason, insecurities seem to creep in, and so she had to be really intentional about tearing down those insecurities and embracing her God-given confidence. So I wanted to ask y'all, first of all, do you believe that's true? Do you believe we're naturally born confident and then life is what makes us insecure or kind of everybody has their own levels? And then what makes you confident? How do you regain your confidence personally? So what are y'all's thoughts? I don't know if we are born with a certain amount of confidence. I think depending on your environment and your parents and the type of teachers you have can boost your confidence over time. Um, like just watching my kids and the different struggles that each one goes through independently, like I can see when their confidence is high, when it's kind of not so high. Um, and then of course we try to like boost it up um, by giving them praise and compliments and just different things, uh, just learning how to have self-affirmations because the world can be kind of mean and cruel. And especially yeah. at that age, like people in general can kind of beat the confidence almost out of you, um, especially if you do have any type of struggles. Um, so I would say, I don't think you're necessarily born with a certain amount of confidence. 
I think your confidence can go up and down um, in different seasons of your life. Um, for me, I know my confidence ha has kind of, I would say, ebbs and flows. And I, I can kind of pick up and notice when I'm not feeling as confident or as beautiful or whatever. And I try to do things to kind of boost my own confidence. I do have to kind of recognize when, you know, I shouldn't be saying like negative things about myself. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's not something that you're born with. That's just my yeah. opinion. Ah, that nature versus nurture conversation is real. Um, and it's hard to say whether or not you're born with confidence, but I do believe that life can definitely cause you to become more insecure. Um, and at the same time, like you were saying, you know, those words of encouragement, I think that's important. Even before the baby's born, while they're in the womb, speaking words of life to them, words of encouragement and all of that, so that they can come into the world feeling some type of way, you know, I feel like babies know when they're wanted, babies know when they're celebrated, you know, so all of that, I think, plays a role as well in a person's level of confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, for me personally, I think health is a big deal. You know, what we do, like when we're not honoring our bodies or we're not doing things, um, even confidence and, you know, knowing like in my sin, you know, if I'm gluttonous or I'm doing things that are, you know, not, um, helping me personally, and it's starting to show, you know, it's like, okay, you still know who you are in God, and you know, your worth and your value, it's not based on a size or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, am I really living my full potential and abundance and taking care of myself and all the things. So I think that helps too. where, you know, when you're healthy and walking in fullness, you are more confident because you know who you are and you're in your you're taking the steps of faith to honor your temple and honor yourself as well. That's one thing I have with Lizzo. I struggle a bit because I, I understand what she's saying and she's beautiful. But at the same time, it's like, are you are you healthy? Are you OK? You know, like sometimes I wonder, you know, and people say that and should, should you go and bash someone? Should you put them down? Absolutely not. Should you cut them down? Can you walk alongside them and help i think that's really important so i Absolutely. think that really changes confidence a lot of you know just saying well this is who i am and doing things to not honor yourself isn't really loving yourself well very true very true great point ashley all right kaylee you want to close this out um yeah i guess so i think with the confidence i think the first thing that comes to my mind is your like your household and like those like formative years I feel like that is what really plays a role into your confidence at least it coming a little bit more naturally for the rest of your life I think after those years when it's like your confidence has been shot down so much like you really have to take the time to rebuild yourself um, in a different way had your confidence had been built up naturally or like from your household that's so true I agree wow Y'all, these are some great, great tips and just great insight in general. So, I, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much for joining us on our What's Trending segment. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the topics at hand. Um, for those of you that may not be familiar with how we do our season finales, you know, or how we've done them in the past, we kind of touch on the various topics that we've addressed throughout the season and just have everybody weigh in on them. So 
First up is healthy habits. Toya, you want to kick us off? Yes. <clears throat> so this season, um, we did a couple of episodes that really focused on healthy habits. We had um, an exercising instruct instructor come on our show. And we did like an exercising demo and she was giving uh, the BE audience some tips on how to incorporate exercise in your daily life, even if you're busy, um, like me, like super busy and may not have time to like go to the gym every day, um, just incorporating it, um, like when you're lifting up your heavy laundry basket or lifting up kids and groceries and different things like that. And then we also had um, a chef come onto the show and we did a cooking demo. So that was really, um, that was fun. And learning about different ingredients, um, things uh, that you can substitute um, uh, different ingredients for that are more healthier and how to incorporate that like in your diet. Um, and so we wanted to know what are some healthy habits that you do? Uh, what do you incorporate on a daily basis? So for me, it's the biggest thing I try to do is is do a, like a green smoothie because I, I just feel like I don't get enough vegetables. So I'm like, okay, as long as I get my green smoothie in the morning, I pack it and my water. That's my thing. Uh -huh. I've been trying to just carry that water jug. I bought a water jug that I like and it's, it's, you know, it's the size that I need. And I just make sure I do, I fill that up in the morning and my green smoothie. Those are like two things where I'm like, okay, as long as I get this going, I'm, I'm starting on a good start. So I try to do that every day. <laughs> green smoothies are good. They're great. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you, mm -hmm. Kayla? Um, I feel like I have a bunch of different, like, little things. Water, for sure. Um, and even, like, the times that I eat. Like, I don't, I hate to eat after, like, 8 p.m. That drives me nuts. Um, and then also, like, this may not be physical health, but more so mental health. Like, I don't get on social media certain days of the week and just, like, kind of take a break from what I'm consuming so that my mind can be in a better place. That's good. That's very, very good. I, you know, I've done something similar as far as just being mindful about the windows in which I eat. Um, really trying to incorporate what they call, I guess, intermittent fasting. So um, not eating a lot throughout the day and trying to cut off how much I'm eating early in the day. Like you were saying, trying to cut it off, you know, by eight, by seven, you know, and just making sure that I am making wiser choices. Like those substitutions we talked about were great. I really enjoyed that from the cooking demonstration because there are a lot of things that we just, you know, we normally eat, you know, we normally do an egg scramble or we normally do some pancakes, but really there are some better ways or healthier ways that we can make all of those things. So I just really appreciated that. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, good stuff. All right. Yes healthy habits or tips? Yes. Um, and then I also wanted to know if you all had a particular exercise routine that you may do um, every day. And if you do, how do you make sure to hold yourself accountable? That's a good one. That's a good one. I will say for me personally, um, my husband and I work out together um, at least four times a week. So 
it really helps to have an accountability partner because even in those mornings when I don't feel like getting up or when I just don't want to get up <laughs> and work out, he's like, okay, what are we going to do? Or vice versa. I might be like, okay, what are we going to do today? So we kind of hold each other accountable in that sense. But then also I would say finding something you enjoy doing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you enjoy dancing, take some dance classes. You know, if you you enjoy nature, do hiking, go on walks, you know, find something that you enjoy. If you enjoy sports, you know, pick a sport and like, you know, find a leisure, uh, a leisure league or a recreational league and join it and do it so that you can actively participate. I mean, I think finding something you enjoy is what's going to help you be consistent with it. So at least that's what's helped me. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I, um, I also go to the gym four times a week is like my goal three to five times. Um, and I will say if I had a partner, it would be so much easier some days because I'm like, uh, I don't have to go. But if I had someone, I know I would be like more held more accountable. But for the most part, um, I think I've been gifted with discipline. And so for the most part, I can like hold myself accountable. I don't know how I just like, if it's written down, I'll do it basically. So if I write it down in my my schedule, my planner, and like already a lot of time for it, and my mind's already like prepared, and so I'll just go. But that's good. Now I'll say, Kayla, um, I think we're connected through our smartwatch app, and so a lot of times I'll see Kayla finish the workout. I'm like, dang it, I need to be finishing a workout too. <laughs> like, so funny. I get the little notifications on my watch. <laughs> I used to get them I had to turn mine off because um, when I was in school, I like connected with so many people that it was like constant, like so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. And I was like, okay, I just like, I can't hear from anybody. Like, it's just too much. I'll just go on the app and look later, but I had to turn it off. It was just like too much. It's motivating for me when I get your, I don't, I'm not connected to a lot of people, just like mm -hmm. maybe three or four, but <laughs> When I see Kayla, I'm like, oh, man, I need to get my workout on, too. I'll be thinking about that the next time I set a workout. I'm like, okay, I definitely got to do my workout now because you going to get a notification. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ashley, you have any exercise habits that you want to share? Uh, what you just said, Toya, accountability. Like, I have to buddy up. I usually ask a friend. I'm actually going to be starting the... Um, 75 hard challenge and it's it's crazy it's you know like 10 things you have to do every day for 75 days and mm. um or more i know I, i've never done it in my life I mean, i've done similar things but not this this intense so i've actually asked a few girlfriends like hey can i check in with you you know if daily works or every couple of days like so yeah toy i'm with you like seeing that and having the encouragement it's just so 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 important so yeah that's one of my biggest things and just making sure i'm moving like each day even if it's like the other day i could have drove to ups to drop off some packages and i walked i'm like no girl you get out there and you walk it's sunny it's nice it's not that far yes i could quickly drive and come right back but now i walked and it really really helped to just push myself and, you know, find other ways of get, just staying moving, staying moving and accountability. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like max, like even, yeah, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, anything is, is good just to keep that circulation flowing too. I noticed that. 
So yes, especially when I like I work from home, so I definitely have to um, be intentional intentional on like moving throughout the day. Um, I do a lot of dance workouts and stuff, and then we have a nice little trail not too far away. But I try to get it in uh, as many times as I can. I, I don't know if I'll say four times, at least three times a week for me. Good. Very good. Awesome. All right, ladies, anything else on healthy habits? I have one other thing. I feel like just being outside in general, like when you mentioned uh, walking Mm -hmm. um, and hiking, I think we mentioned hiking earlier too. Just like being outside is so helpful. I know for me right now, I'm like struggling with allergies. So it's like kind of like a double-edged sword. Like I really need to be outside, but also like I really need to be inside. Um, it is it is helpful. Like I go outside and whether it's like walking with dogs or walking with friends, like it really does help clear your mind and just, it's just really good for you. Yes, it does. It just, I feel like it just kind of cha- helps change your perspective. I used to try to mm-hmm. like, you know, get out there during the work day this year for what, well, it's, I probably stopped, got off track when it got colder and I haven't been able to integrate it during my work day yet, but I'm tr- this year, but I'm trying to, because it just helps. It even helps you just think more clearly. You know, I feel like if I have a, you know, if I run into a challenge or a problem that I'm trying to think through or work through or brainstorm about while I'm walking or while I'm outdoors is usually when I get the answer or I get the idea or the solution. So it just helps on so many different levels. So that's very, very true. Good stuff. All right, ladies, shall we dive into the month of love? For those of you that may or may not know, we actually dedicated the month of February to love. And we talked, talked, talked about and touched on, excuse me, every aspect of love from um, being single and embracing singlehood to dating, to being a newlywed, to um, leaving a legacy of love, to being married with kids, like all of that. And so we just want to touch on a few things and just kind of get your get your opinion. So let me ask you, we talked about during, our, I think during our dating or our singles um, um, episode, we talked about high value men and high value women. So everybody knows the infamous Kevin Samuels. So we definitely gave his version of a high value man, a high value woman. But we also talked about our version of that. So I'm curious to know, how do you all define a high value man? Well, I'm bummed I missed that episode. I'm going to go back and watch it for sure. <laughs> but uh, so I'm, I'm single. I'm out in this dating scene right now. And it's been interesting. Newly back in, I took many years off and just was seeking God. But I'm just finding in this in this in this climate, just someone who actually like seeks God, like what what is going on, you know, just that actually loves God. And you know, reads his Bible and, and, and is in community, is in fellowship, is, you know, family values, emotionally available, is able to communicate, like, just the, like you think the basic things, but I, it's just, those things are just so important. I mean, you can have, I met a guy I was talking to and super cute, you know, tall, the car, the job, the, all the things, smell good, dress good, like all the things. And you're like, you don't even love God, bro. Like, what is, I'm praying for us at dinner. We go out to go grab a pizza and I'm like, let's pray. And it's like, oh, you want to pray? Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. It's like, and I get it. I'm not knocking it, but it's like, maybe he's a little embarrassed. Give him some, give him some stuff. I get it. But no, no leadership at all. Like leading these, these relationships. So a high value man, please just just love Jesus. Like, you know, 
So for me, yeah, I can speak to it because I'm I'm in these streets right now and just trusting God, <laughs> trying to be Ruth, just putting myself out there and letting him come, okay? But it's just like, girls, it doesn't matter. Yes, you got to be attractive, but I don't care how fine he is. If he doesn't have those qualities and loves Jesus and can communicate with you and be open at least, like, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So Facts, facts. Actually <laughs> said... Ashley says she's out in the streets. I'm so glad I'm not out in those streets in the dating yes. world. <laughs> yes, please, please be happy. It, it's it's no joke out here in the nice streets. I'm in the good streets. I'm on this no, we got good you. path. We got you. It's, real. it's real. I know dating scene is quite a bit. So yes, it's different. It's so different, yeah. ladies. Like from five years ago, it's just so mm -hmm. different. And then you got COVID happen. So then you know everyone's. Some people struggle with like isolation and like now they're kind of like in, like introverted in a way like you know it's just social skills all the things there's it's so many dynamics now even when I stopped dating like what six years or seven years ago whatever it's been it's like now it's just a whole different it's so different but God is faithful God is faithful and He has Amen. a promise. Amen, girl. <laughs> wow. Help us, Lord. Help us. <laughs> Pray for us single people, okay? You guys got a great. <laughs> um, I could definitely agree with that. I'm also single, but not on the dating scene. I'm trying to do this, um, like, one year of intentional singleness this year. Um, it's, so far, it's been really good. I've been able to, like, really dive into my friendships and do all these, like, really fun things and just invest in, like, the other, like, relationships that I have around me. Um, but I will, like, agree um, – he can be all this and that, but like, he don't love Jesus. And I think like, I know for me, like, I feel like guys in, in my age group, like early twenties use like, Oh, I'm a Christian. That's the label. And that's about as deep as it gets. Like, I'm like, do you pray? Do you, do you open the Bible? Have you, have you seen the Bible recently? Like, and it is, it is, it's true. Like people, it's very much so like a label for a lot of people. Um, But there's no personal relationship with, with God. And I'm like, I can't do anything with that. Like, how can you lead me when you're not in the word? And I just, I just, so that's why I'm taking a year off um, because it's just like too much. And I agree, like things have changed in the last five years. Like it's just, it's a lot. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think a high value man, um, the leadership, um, I'm very uh, headstrong maybe is the word. So <laughs> um that can be difficult um and just finding like men with like emotional availability i mean uh -huh. if that's like the only thing like if that's the first thing i'm looking for i feel like i've just cut down the pool so much because it is hard to find like um and i think with my like gen z i guess millennials are normalizing men being more emotionally available and like huh? tapping into their emotions and therapy and things like that but still a process and we're still like I feel like at the beginning of it and so there's like that stigma still and that's really hard and I kind of like have been in the place where I try to like help someone walk through that but I don't want to do that again like I would love for you to like already deal with your issues <laughs> I'm not here to help raise you so um yeah dating scene is hard a high value man definitely emotionally available and has a relationship with Jesus um, and just like honesty um, is another thing in leadership for sure. 
would be like a a good gist of what I think a high value man is. Yes. And I know even though I'm married, it wasn't that far ago when I was in the single world and dating. And I do recall those times where I would date guys that would say that they were Christians and then you would give it a month or two and then their character would not line up with what they were saying. Um, so I definitely know um, that, that you definitely have to have discernment um, when you're dating. And it's it's tough. I, I dated a lot of different guys, not like serious, but, you know, I was very cautious, um, you know, to put labels on different things because when I needed to get out or get away, it was like a way to escape because I wasn't committed. Like once I saw like your characters, your character, um, things that weren't like lining up. Um, but I would definitely say, keep having those standards. Um, don't back down, keep those standards. Um, Kayla, I know it's hard, but I would, you got it. <laughs> keep those standards. Yeah. And I will definitely say too, I mean, you know, the, we, yes, we're, you know, married now, but that takes work too. And so, um, I know you're talking about somebody who doesn't have any issues. Everybody's going to have issues. I think the main thing is, though, somebody, number one, that's aware, <laughs> at least of some of their issues or most of their issues, and actively working to address them. Because we're going to be all supposed, uh, we're I should say we're all supposed to be working on our issues, at least till Jesus come back. So it's like that. That is just a part of life. But when, when you just oblivious and you ain't trying to do nothing about your mess, that's, that is a red flag. If, you, if you're looking for red flags, that's a red flag. But somebody that, you know, they're aware, they have self-awareness and they're actively working to address, you know, any challenges or issues that they may have, you know, have in their lives. I think that's a great thing, you know, and I think um, somebody, I don't know who said this quote, but they're like, everybody has some crazy. <laughs> it's just a matter of what crazy are you willing to put up with, you know, and, and for, you know, basically indefinitely. And so um, really just be mindful of that because there's no perfect person out there, but you do want to make sure first and foremost, they love the Lord. That's the key, you know, um, and like you were saying that they are actively working on themselves, that they're aware and, you know, just trying to be the best version of themselves possible. So, but yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, we, we do, we do need to pray for today's singles because this is different. It really is different out here. So, yeah. Let me ask y'all, um, and you kind of touched on this, Ashley, the whole should a woman pursue a man versus waiting. And so what are you all's thoughts on that? So I think, you know, no, absolutely not. I don't, I think you can, so on the dating app world, right? So there's dating apps, there's going, you know, going to events, doing things. Like I, I always put it, I, I encourage my, my single friends. It's like Ruth and Boaz. She put herself at his feet. That's all she had to do. She was obedient or she was faithful and obedient, right? I think as the dating apps for women, you know, you can maybe like something, that's it, or put even go on a dating app. And then after that, like, let them initiate, this is my thing, but I'm just like, let them initiate conversation. Let them say hi. Let them, you know, you're not pursuing them. You're just saying, here I am. I'm at the threshing floor and that's Ruth was, but that's all I'm going to do. Um, someone would be like, oh, say hi, say something. But like, for me, I'm like, no, like if they want to talk to you, like they will say, if you like their picture and then you just let it be back, back off, let them come and say hi. If you're out in an event, 
You can smile, be friendly, make yourself friendly, make eye contact, smile, but then let them come up to you. They don't come up to you. That's not my person. You know what I mean? So I think, and it it takes away, I mean, men want to pursue, men want to pursue. That's how they're built. That's how they're wired. Um, And I think that, you know, don't play games, but at the same time, like, you know, who, know who you are in Christ, know who you are, pray about it. Like you said, use discernment, but let him let him do it. Let him be, let him be. And that's the thing too. It's like, let be, let him be who God's created him to be, you know, let him take those steps and show himself um, for what he has to offer to you as well. Cause you're both, you know, God's son and daughter. So I think it's so important and it's good to know their intentions and see how they approach you. You'll know a lot by allowing them to, 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 to come to, to court you, you know, and come to, and yeah, come to know you more. So yeah, I don't think a woman should. That's just not our place. Um, even in the animal kingdom, you know, guys come after the ladies. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Thank you, Ashley. Kaylee, you have any thoughts? Um, I have recently just started learning a little bit more about this, like intentionally, and kind of the same thing as what Ashley was saying. Like I've I've never been someone to pursue anyway, but um being more intentional of how you are in someone's like space to be seen, I guess is how it's phrased um, so that they can pursue. Um, And I forget where I was reading this, but in learning basically was saying, if you don't allow him to lead in pursuing you, like he, you won't be able to lead later, basically Um, something along those lines. Um, And I do think like women hold a role in relationships of like, there's a certain level of accountability and leadership. It just looks different um, from a man's role. Um, so I'm definitely as someone who's, I am headstrong, but I'm, I've never believed in pursuing. I'm like, uh-uh, if you can't pursue me, I don't want you. Um, but now learning like what the Bible says about it and in it from like a godly lens has really like helped me be like, okay, no, like this wasn't just me being like my own self. This is like what the Bible says. And it, luckily aligns like something that I naturally kind of already felt um aligns with like what the bible is saying of like be like you said Ruth was put in front of Boaz but she wasn't like pursuing actively um so yeah I agree with that yes Yes, I would definitely say um, Ryan was definitely the pursuer. I did kind of give him clues like, hey, I'm available. (laughs) And he finally, you know, (laughs) picked up on the clues um, and he pursued. Um, I definitely didn't want a man in which I had to lead. Um, I experienced that. That's just no go. That's not what you want. Um, Definitely want a man that already knows who he is in Christ and is going to lead you. Um, And yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I I love, first of all, if y'all didn't um, watch the episode where I interviewed Ryan and Toya, please watch the episode because she dropped some (laughs) gems in that episode, just about how to, um, like what you were saying, Kayla, how to not necessarily pursue a man, but to just make yourself approachable. You know what I'm saying? Like eye contact, you know, like I tell people all the time, take that sign off your forehead that says, leave me alone for a minute and actually (laughs) smile, actually look pleasant, you know, now be prepared. If somebody crazy come at you, you may have to shut them down politely, but at the same time, like, 
make yourself approachable in certain areas. I think that is key because women tend to go from one end of the spectrum. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I'm invisible to, oh my God, he's my husband and I'm about to go ask him out. You know, so it's like there, there is a great middle ground in there where you can actually be pleasant looking and make yourself approachable and, you know, even initiate conversation. It doesn't mean that you need to maintain the conversation if he obviously is not you know, into it. But at the same time, there are ways that you can be approachable, you know, and to your point, I, I'm a believer, a firm believer as well. When you initiate something as a woman, you're constantly going to have to initiate. And that's never what, that's not what God designed as far as marriage is concerned. You know, he designed marriage for men to lead the household. It doesn't mean that we, in the words of Cam Newton, that we're quiet all the time, that our mouths are, you know, sealed. But it does mean that, <laughs> that here's the thing, he's going to be accountable. When you stand before God, your husband is going to be accountable for your family. So really, quite honestly, it's a way I don't want to carry as a woman. I'm like, hey, you can have that, babe. You can have that. Now, I'll, you know, I'll give you my advice and, you know, or my opinion. You know, sometimes you may ask for it, sometimes you may not. But at the end of the day, he's going to be accountable for that. So it's really a greater responsibility, responsibility and a greater weight. So I think we as women look at it as, you know, I want to be in control. I got this or whatever. But it's really God covering us, using our husbands to cover us. So um, I think sometimes it kind of helps to just have a change of perspective and just really seeing what God's original intent was and why his intent was that way. But back to what I was originally saying, if you start something, you will have to maintain it. And you constantly initiating things in dating, in marriage, that gets old really, really quick. So in marriage... Supposed to be forever, so you want to make sure that you are setting a foundation or laying a foundation that, first and foremost, God can be pleased with, but secondly, that can be sustained for the long haul. Like, you don't want to do everything you can to get the man, and then once you got him, like, you're miserable basically. So, really, really, really great point there. So, all right, anything else on being pursued versus approachable and all that good stuff? All right. Well, if not, let's talk a little bit about legacy. Actually, I think this was probably our most popular show this season. It had the most views this season. We interviewed a couple that's been married for 28 years. They have three sons. They have their first grandchild. Uh, I think he was born last year. And they really just shared their story. And I loved how they were just so real and so authentic and so genuine. It wasn't like, you know, always oh, been perfect. You know, it was a fairy tale. I mean, they are genuinely happy and they genuinely enjoy each other, but it has taken work for them to get there. And so they were really honest and transparent about their journey. And I think people really enjoyed that. So I wanted to ask you all, like, like, what are your thoughts on leaving a legacy for others? You know, um, anyone really, what are your thoughts on leaving a legacy though and living a life based on that? I think I definitely want to leave a legacy. Um, I, I kind of feel like it kind of reminds me of like in the Bible with Abraham, like we're part of his legacy. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's like, it's so important. Um, I think it's really special when you, live a life that isn't just about you and it's for other people, um, people you don't know, people to come in the future. I think it's really special. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I echo that. I was going to say that. I think the key, you know, you can, you know, leave wealth. They always say, you know, college funds and leave wealth for your family and have properties and all these things that are, you know, they're great to have if you're here. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But at the end of the day, I think the goal is to leave people better than you found them. And uh-huh. I love what Kayla said, like, that's the goal. And and souls, how, how many seeds have you planted or have people come to know God because of your life? You know, and that's what you want to be known for is someone that really loved God and really walked it out and, you know, walking in the power of God. I think that's so important. You know, what are they going to yeah. say? You know, it's not, I think of that. It's kind of more of it's like, what are they going to say at my funeral? You know, like, are they, it, you know, not in a way of lifting me up at all, but just was Christ glorified and lifted up? And did people know him because of my life, you know, through Christ? So I think, yeah, it's so important. And, and yeah, that concept of leaving people better than you found them. Um, and encouraging them and, and shining the light of Jesus and helping where we can, you know, where we can being a servant and helping others. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, you don't always have to have kids to leave a legacy. Like you can impact other people's lives by the things that you do. And like Ashley was saying, like, what are they going to say at your funeral like the only thing that's going to matter is what you did for god in this world like when you die you can't take your house you can't take anything with you like it's great if you you know have property and different things that you can leave behind to your kids but that stuff is so temporary it's not it's not gonna last uh even when when they're gone so it i definitely think it's important to Uh, leave a spiritual legacy um, to not just your kids, but to anyone that you come in contact with. And just just remembering that what you do for God is the only thing that's going to matter in the end. Absolutely. I loved um, that you were mentioning what you're talking about as far as the kids, Toy, because one thing that stuck out to me in that interview was, um, and I think Mark, the husband, said this, where he was like, you know, whether you have kids or not, kids look up to adults. So they're watching how you conduct yourself as a single. They're watching how you conduct yourself as a married person and basically determining based on that, is that something that I want in my life? Is that something that I want to emulate in the future? You know, and so really just being mindful of that because kids are sponges, like they just absorb, you know, everything that's around them. So really taking onus for that, whether we are parents or not, like children are watching us, you know, um, and they're impressionable. Other people are watching us as well. And we want to represent Christ and just um, leave a legacy that honors him, a godly legacy. So very, very great points, ladies. Anything else uh, as it relates to the month of love before we dive into women, women celebrating women? All right, we'll take it away, Toya. Yes, so we spent an entire month um, celebrating the history of women. Uh, We interviewed people that are in the media world. So we had an episode called Women in Media, and they discussed like their different challenges uh, being a woman in some of those uh, different fields like radio and television. Um, We also had an episode called Women Who who rise and we inter 
interviewed a Nova cop and and we also did one called Women in Family and we really discussed like uh, the different challenges that can occur based off of like your family, your position in your family, different things that happened in your childhood, teenage years that have kind of shaped the person that that you are today. So we wanted to ask you guys if there were any challenges or any different circumstances that occurred in your lifetime that you think um, has shaped who you are today as a woman. I'll go. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was being 15 years in the corporate world. Um, I started young because I felt like, well, I started in psychology and social work. I'm like, well, you don't make any money. So I'm going to just switch over to this uh, business side. And it just wasn't what I was. I mean, it, it, it's been a blessing and it built, it brought me to where I'm supposed to be. But at the same time, it just wasn't, it wasn't my, my gifting, you know? Um, and so I think having that mentality, even growing up where I grew up in Orange County, it was like, it was about that. It was like what you drove, what money you're going to have. You didn't want to say, oh, living my whole life, can I afford it? I just didn't want to live like that. And so I made decisions to where, you know, set myself up in my own strength to be like, well, I'm going to work this corporate job. I'm going to make the six figures and do all this stuff. And I, was, I wasn't happy. And it because it just wasn't, the, the motives weren't right. And so it wasn't until like three years ago where I, I, and the pandemic stepped out and said, God, I'm going to trust you. And I know you have more and I thank you for this job. And I thank you for the tools that you've given me in business to, you know, press on and what you called me to do, but, you know, really starting off and how I was raised, you know, my family, very humble, very lovely people, but yeah, just more of where we grew up. It was all about that. And it was about status and it was about what you did. And you said, Oh, I have a master's and I drive this and I do this. And it was just so shallow. And even though my family wasn't that way, that's what I was around all the time. So it was just, this is what I needed to do. So I just thank God that he has me on a path now where I'm not living in that. I'm not living in status. I don't even carry like designer stuff anymore. Like I'm just grateful. Not that if you do, it's not, but he just has changed my, changed my heart and my trajectory of what's really important and what you do doesn't define you. You know, it's what you do and what he's called you to do and how you're impacting people that matters. That's good. That's good. I was going to ask you, did you feel like, especially um, as a woman, when you were in corporate America, that you had to like prove yourself or go yeah. the extra mile, if you will? Like, yes, there yes. Challenges? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very much so. I was in engineering, so I was a cost engineer and there mm. was definitely a glass ceiling for women. There was very few, if any, maybe one or two project managers that were women. It was mm -hmm. male dominated and it still is that culture. And I had a boss that was a female and she was perp more than capable of being a project manager for some of these major engineering projects. And they just wouldn't put her on because she was a woman. Wow. It was very apparent, very, very apparent. So yeah, it was very challenging. Um, yeah, because at the end of my career, I was a lead cost engineer as a woman. And it was, it took me 15 years to get to that space. Wow. 
it wasn't until my very last four years there. And it wasn't even when I first arrived. Well, yeah, I guess when I first arrived there, but was in the four years. But oh, yeah, constantly proving yourself, constantly mm-hmm. teaming up all of our business meetings. I was the only woman in my business meetings. So it was uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So I know you're not in that field or that industry anymore, but like, what is there any any advice or words of wisdom you would give to women that find themselves in those scenarios? They're the only woman in the room or they're constantly hitting this glass ceiling that you're talking about. I'll be honest with you, really the power of prayer and God shifting things. I have to pray constantly. God, please make a way. Please open these people's eyes. Please remove the scales and the blinders, you know, like a, like a, like a horse, you know, like remove Uh these, like help them see that we are capable. We are more than capable and honestly have some better ideas. I cannot tell you in some of these old companies like engineering and in aerospace and there's so that the culture is so outdated. I mean, even to technology, you know, you bring up new ideas, new ways, and you said, you talk about these younger generations of Y and Z and all the things, it's like, we have some ideas, you know? And, you know, um, even like, just even the concept of like work from home a couple times a week to like better the quality of the environment and just using different systems. But yeah, it was literally the power of prayer. God, I need you to step into, because they won't see it. Everyone's just so stuck. And, And so many people not walking in that and walking in God and all that. So it's just, yeah, I mean, really, it was so much of that and 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 taking the time to come up with solutions, bringing things to the table to like you had to prove like, OK, here's an example yeah. of something. So it was a lot of, um, you know, not just giving up, but like really putting your nose to the grindstone and be like, OK, I need to show them that we can do this. I need to bring solutions yeah. and models and prayer. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I had to pray in some of those rooms and I kid you not, the trajectory would shift, you know, and then it would go back and then I'd pray again. I'm like, okay, God, we're we're slowly moving this, this down this river, but it was, it was really hard, really, really hard. And, you know, and I was in construction side at, at one point in infrastructure and just the way men treated women and the language and the things that were talked about. And, you know, a few times had to come and apologize. And I didn't say anything. I just like, Lord, you do it. You do it. And they would. They'd come back. I'm so sorry I said that in front of you. So God really was my advocate in that whole in that whole time because it was um, it was really hard. It's really hard. It's walking in every day where you just have to be armored up. You're like, God, I got to put this on. I'm, it's a battlefield every day. Yeah. All kinds of things, you know. And yeah. So, yes. Yeah. That's. So good, Ashley, because I know my my first response typically is not prayer in scenarios like that. It's like, okay, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to push harder. I'm going to speak up more. And really, we do have to trust God to open the doors that only he can open and to give us the recognition that only he can give, honestly, um, and to rest in the fact that our identity doesn't come from what we do. It doesn't come from our titles, our positions. All of that's great, but it really comes from Christ first and foremost. And then he's the one who makes room for our giftings. He's the one who gives us favor in the workplace. So thank you for sharing that. I was going to ask Kayla if you had any thoughts on just being a woman in the workplace. Like, have you experienced any challenges in that regard? I have had a very like non-traditional work history um, where I feel like I 
don't think I have any specific things. I think I've seen it in other aspects for sure, but nothing is coming to mind right now. No, that's okay. That's okay. I was just curious. So, all right. Well, should we move into childhood? Yes. So did you guys have any moments or events in your childhood or teenage years that have changed your perspective on how you see men? I feel like I definitely, I def, I definitely have had moments um, like in my family in childhood. I remember specifically, um, my mom would iron our clothes, and then it, I got to an age where like I was old enough to iron, so then I would iron everyone's clothes, and we would do like days at a time, so you wouldn't have to like keep ironing. And I remember like I was the only one that had to iron. Like I had two brothers, no one else had to iron, and so now I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over ironing. I hate ironing. I feel like, why can't a man iron his own stuff? Like, <laughs> just like I hate ironing like for myself now. Um, and that honestly, different things like that um, would honestly put like a very bitter taste in my mouth like, towards men. Like, I get like, if a man is in the sense of where the dynamic is like the man is working and the woman is like a stay at home wife. And like, so the household is like her territory. But like my brothers, I'm like, ma'am, like they are not doing anything. Like these people are just like sitting there watching TV and I'm like getting burns on my hands from ironing their clothes. And like, and I just didn't understand why, like, I, I know for sure it was because I was the only girl. Um, but I, I think I hated that because I, it's not like they were like work, like my dad would be working and going, he'd be gone for days. Okay. So I can see why you're helping him because he's gone. But these boys are. I could just pass <laughs> iron to them. They can also iron. And so it just put like a really like bitter taste in my mouth. Like men are so lazy. They don't ever have to do anything, blah, blah, blah. Not towards a working man, but like my brother specifically is what I'm speaking about. Like they'd just be in the other room watching TV, like enjoying themselves. And I'm like, burn marks still to this day, have them on my hands. For what? So now I hate ironing, um, which is like so off topic, but I... <laughs> remember like things like that like being the only girl like certain standards and pressures were put on me that I definitely didn't see on my brothers even like to this day um I grew up we grew up in the same house and I grew up being taught like a man is supposed to pump the gas so then when I'm with my brothers and I hand them my card and I'm like can you pump my gas and they <laughs> I guess they get that lesson and I's like how did I get the lesson the man's supposed to pump the gas and you, now the man, didn't get, like you didn't get that same lesson. Like that, you're. I'm just confused. I'm confused. I'm just confused. Like how these standards were like pressed in my brain, and like these. Yeah. I don't, it's just so confusing. I'm like, do we not learn the same lessons? Like you are the man in the situation. Like it's nine at night. Like I don't want to get out of the car. Like and you're gonna sit in here on your phone. I'm confused. I'm confused. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I love yes. That. You know, Kayla, I was thinking back to my childhood and I really think it was my mom who treated the my brothers differently. I've mm. always felt like she favored them more. They got to get away with a lot more. Mm. And I felt like she was harder on the girls. Like she expected more from us. She ex even though we all had chores, 
I still felt like I had to be even more responsible. And even to this day, um, I think she looks at me as the responsible child. And I always feel like I have to carry the burdens because mm -hmm. it's like she gives them a pass. Like she, my one of my brothers like gave her um, like a gift for her birthday. And she was just going on and on and on. And it was like the first time, like, I guess... <laughs> Answer some flowers, and I was like, Really? Like, as we, I make sure that you have a birthday gift every birthday, and you don't go on and on <laughs> about it. Um, but I will say, Ryan does the ironing. Um, I don't really touch the iron, I don't touch the iron. <laughs> I, I used to have to iron too as a kid, and now I just try to wear like wrinkle free clothes and then. Ryan talks about me when it's wrinkled and I'm like, well, do you want to iron it? And I take it off and he irons it and he irons the kids' clothes. So I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Ashley, that's great. That's so great. No, that's so great. So I love it. No, you guys are, I'm totally resonating with all of it, especially the, the gas and the ironing. <laughs> this is amazing. But yeah, my, um, my dad came into my life when I was five. Um, my dad passed, my biological dad passed away. And so we're a blended family and it is just beautiful. He just did that. It pumps my mom's gas till this day, washes her car, like just very old school in that way, I would say it, but I don't think it has to be old school. Like I love how just a man serving a woman. So I was raised with that and not being my dad. It was always that he's my dad, but you know, but just like seeing him honor me as, you know, as taking me on. And so I'm grateful that I've been able to carry that um, and kind of see, you know, what an example of how a man treats a woman and cherishes a woman. And Recently, my sister two years ago got married. And so now I've had my brother-in-law to see and like how he, how he does it. And it's a little different from my dad. So I'm like learning like guys leave their socks and their clothes, like right where they take them off. And like, you know, like the laundry piles up and it's like, well, who's going to do it? Like, are we like, what are the roles? So it's really fun to see someone like more, he's 35, but like to have that comparison and see like, okay, you know, maybe my husband's not going to be pumping my gas, you know, all the time, but he does this or that. And so I've been kind of comparing the two, just watching like, you know, first married couple in our family, because it's just my sister and I, but yeah, just learning and watching and, and seeing too, like in this dating scene, you know, like I recently went out with this guy and like, he walked on the outside of me on the street, like right away, like, he opened my door. He walked me to my car. He's like, please text me when you get home. Like, I just want to, you know, my dad did, does all those things, you know, even my mom, like, let us know where you are. So it's, you know, good things too. And some things where you're like, okay, I, I don't want my husband to do this because my brother-in-law does this or whatever. Like, so yeah, it's been, it's really neat to just watch these relationships and learn from them. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. And can I just say, if you are so focused on being a bad B or a boss, you're probably not going to get a man like that. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. exactly. Thank you. So, Thank you for saying yes. that. Yes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> anything else, y'all, this has been so rich. I know we're over time, but let me ask, is there anything else that anyone wants to share about maybe, you know, their family dynamics and, and how they grew up and how that's impacted their, their perspective on family or men today? Anything else y'all want to say before we close out? 
All right. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to jump to the Black Dress Challenge, y'all. All season, we have talked about the Black Dress Challenge. Um, it's basically that dress that's either in the back of the closet or in your online shopping cart or that you walk past in the window and said, hey, I love that dress, but I need to do a little more work before I get in it. You know, so we've had different challenges all week on or all season, I should say, on things that you can do from diet, exercise, even inwardly, because we want to make sure that you're beautiful on the inside as well as on the outside. And so hopefully some of those things have worked and have helped you in your journey. Uh, but we want you to take a picture in your black dress and we want you to tag us, tag us at Becoming Eva today and show us in your black dress. We want to see, we want to see the fruits of your labor. Okay. So anything else you want to say on black dress challenge, Toya? Yes. I can't wait to see the photos and you know, whether you did met your goal or not, we still want to see your photos. Um, I know for me, it was a battle and I was have good weeks and bad, bad weeks, but um, be proud of uh, the work that you've done. Be proud of yourself. Post those photos and tag us. Yes. And stay the course. I know this is not the end for me. I got plenty more it's work not the to end. do, but <laughs> I've got some great tips along the way that I'm starting to implement. So, you know, as we stay the course, you know, the results will continue. So yes, tag the picture picture tag us in your black dress we want to see we want to see all right let's go yes. on out and don't forget to join us for our annual summer book club we'll be posting information about that um, we're not sure yet what what book we'll be reading this summer but check 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 us out on all of our uh, social media pages for more information about our annual summer book club. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. And we'll see you guys next season. Bye. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.